Hey. Hey, you. Yes. You. Do you want to feel good and look good? Be safe online in your business? Perfect. That's the place. That's the time. It's another episode of the Right Brain Geek podcast. Hi, Mighty Ones. Another episode of the Right Brain Geek podcast. And today I've got someone who set up a fantastic project. And I want you all to listen and welcome Heis. Hi, Heis. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And twice, actually, because the tech gremlins have been attacking this week. So please introduce your project. I discovered it on Medium. Tell us a bit how it started. Hacky Future is a programming school for refugees in the Netherlands and in Denmark. And basically the idea came from the following. We saw a lot of really smart people fleeing from Syria, from Eritrea to the Netherlands. And then when they came here, they would have to wait in, in a camp for sometimes a year, sometimes a year and a half. And they basically had nothing to do. And we knew that, you know, at some point they would have to find jobs here and, you know, and they were very willing to find these jobs. However, yeah, we, we often saw that it was kind of hard. And during that year and a half that they were in a camp, we thought like, why not use that time to learn how to program? Because that's a really, that's a skill that's really high in demand in the Netherlands. And um, yeah, why not teach them the code so that they, afterwards they can uh, find a job? That's fantastic. And also I can imagine not doing anything for 18 months. Lots of people forget that refugees have had their life before, they were working, they were active, they had families, and now they're stuck and they can't do anything. And you know, you put me somewhere, I'm not doing anything for 18 months, I go mad, I go absolutely mental. So yeah, that's fantastic too. to use that time to actually grow and learn and focus and forget about all the horror you've been through. How do you start with them? How do you find the, the right people? Because I, I imagine that everybody is keen or ready to get into um, development. Yeah, so we have had over around more than a thousand applicants already. So we have to be quite strict uh, at this time to select our students. But mostly we find them, first we found them via Facebook. That was the, the best way to reach out to a lot of refugees. And we basically select them on their English level. So if you want to program, you have to speak English a little bit. And also their motivation. That's the most important part. Like, how far do you want to go to make programming your new career? And it's not for everybody. And you really need to put in a lot of time. So we really try to find out, like, who's really in it to um, to make this uh, a career for themselves. Yeah, because it, it has to be a win-win. They have to be ready to really put the effort. Otherwise, all the developers who are kind enough to come and, and volunteer, it must be quite frustrating. And when you teach, it's amazing. If you've got people to react, to get alive, when you see that little spark in the eye, but I can imagine when you don't absolutely. have this. Yeah, absolutely. The thing is that, like this, with the students we select now, like everything they teach, uh, everything you teach to them, they're so like they want to hear every word you say and everything you taught them. You really see the week afterwards that they really, you know, studied it up for a long time, and then you really feel that the time you've invested in into teaching them really you know that really has a great effect on these people so um, yeah it's great to work with these people in general i can really imagine the immediate bonus of not running mad having nothing to do having something to focus your mind on yeah. something else and the horrible memories 
meeting other people and I imagine for your self-worth as well because you don't have just that kind of label of immigrants that's coming here and that's just kind of useless. We think, I can imagine it's what lots of people are projecting onto them but now they can project themselves as someone who brings something to the table, which obviously changed totally the, the equations. From time yeah, to yeah. Yeah. And also one, one other point is that a lot of people, they had a whole, like went back in Syria or in Eritrea, they had their whole life, you know, in front of them, they had an idea like, I'm going to be a lawyer or you know, I'm going to be an IT person. And suddenly they lost it all. And then they're back in a new, they're in a new country. And suddenly they have to refocus like, what am I going to do here? And um, our school really gives them some sort of a guidance in like, okay, these are the possibilities and maybe this is your new goal. And that really, you know, that means a lot to people when, when really everything like they knew is gone and it will never come back. So, yeah, I think that that is also a value of what we add. Yeah. And how did you find the volunteer? Because I know you've been sourcing lots of people, lots of laptops. So how did you manage to get that Actually, it was quite easy to find find volunteers. First of all, my personal network was I had a few connections in the programming world, and yeah, people were just really happy to to teach about something they love. Yeah, surprisingly, a lot of people wanted, or actually, not surprisingly, a lot of people wanted to help, and also the programmers wanted to help. Yeah, and, and like I found at the beginning, I found a few, and they had some friends, and they had some friends, and now. We have over uh, 40 or 50 volunteers who have been active in, uh, for our organization. It's fantastic. I imagine the um, developers community is quite tight. So I can imagine people hanging out and being really passionate about what they are doing day to day. It's easier to gain momentum uh, with yeah, them. Yeah, I think so too. And how did you approach... The mechanical side of thing, like you need obviously laptops, maybe some of them may have things to work on, but how did you organize, how did you get your first laptops and that kind of system? Well, basically just ask a lot of people, like a lot of people or a lot of companies, they have uh, laptops for all their, their employees and often they switch uh, laptops every three years. Um, but when they switch, it doesn't mean that the laptops are not, you know, not functional anymore. They're ju they're just getting new laptops, and we've asked asked quite a few companies to donate those used laptops to our school, so we can use, yeah, make use of those laptops. And uh, quite a few companies have said um, yes to that. So um, yeah, that's how we get our laptops. It's also maybe a good way to be in touch with those companies and let them know that you are training developers. If, as you were saying, there's a, a real need for people, mm -hmm. it's a, a way of nurturing the relationship. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like a lot of companies also in general are, when I tell the concept, basically any company is desperate for developers. So it is always a good start for a relationship. And sometimes that actually leads to jobs for our students when they graduate. So, yeah, that's a good start to, uh, to start from, yeah. Uh, it's great because I've seen on your Medium article, that's where I stumble on, on your project, that you have already people who graduated, who started internship. So it's really happening. It's already a success. It's not about to launch. It's actually yeah, already yeah. winning and a success. So that is really fantastic to see such a positive um, project going on. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 really what it's about. I mean... Like the idea is nice, like helping people to program, but in the end, it's really about getting people 
get control of their own lives. And that is just by becoming part of society, by working, by, by learning and by earning your own money. And that is super um, yeah, valuable to a lot of people. And now we've had over 31 people who found jobs and internships after our course. So we're quite happy about that because in the end, that's what it's all about. Yeah, this is amazing. Before I ask you my last um, question, I'd like to invite you to join me for a deep breath. I love my listeners to use the podcast as an occasion to slow down as well in their mad life. So I'm just going to take a deep breath and you can follow along if you wish. I will. Deep breath in. And deep breath out. Thanks. So, right, last tip for people who want to launch a charity project or all sorts of non-profit. What's the best tip for you? How to raise momentum or how to create a team around you to help you in this project? I guess the main thing I think why we've had some success is because we've had we've been lucky to find a lot of people who are passionate about the same thing. And in our case, that's programming, but it could be anything. And people just love our, our, our teachers, even if it wasn't, you know, refugees that teach, they just love talking about programming. And they're so passionate about that. And I think if you find a lot of people who are passionate about a subject and also care about doing something for somebody else, that has a lot of value in it. So I would, you know, my suggestion would be try to find a good idea where a lot of people are passionate about, not just only for, for the reasons of doing good, but also about, you know, they just love that thing they do. And I think if you bring those two together, you have a very strong um, yeah, chance of succeeding. Fantastic. Last time we talked, you were also saying something that I thought was really interesting to shift the way you manage your team. It's not making it about you you were saying how you really make it as a team effort yeah yeah i mean in the end it like it really is not a this i think this is really not about ego like doing something like this you do it all really you do it together i cannot do my work i actually i'm completely dependent on all of my volunteers who are who are not getting paid at all to do this so you know it's it's really about uh giving them the feeling that they are the ones making or breaking the yeah, the, the project, and they also get some responsibility in the work they do. So they don't feel that they're just a puppet, but they really feel that they are part of building a community and part of building something new that's inspiring and that's new. So I think that really motivates people, and I think that's also, uh, in general, like what doing good is about. It's not about you as a person, but it's about, yeah, becoming part of something bigger and, and helping other people. Lots of food for thought, lots of inspiring thought on this episode. Thank you so much, Rice. Thank you twice for all your patience with all Thanks my for having problems. Me again. Are you inspired? I think it's been a great reminder that many times we think things are out of our reach, but it's not. So connect, connect, connect anyone who could help you in your project, your network big companies don't put anything out of your reach ask what could be the worst outcome they would say no that's all so do connect do reach out don't hold back this week i really hope you are going to be inspired and take action 
because without the action, the inspiration is a bit useless, mighty one. And talking about action, I am going to do more Facebook Live to be able to answer questions from you live. I hope you will enjoy this. I'm doing the first one Monday 26th of June. If you want to know about it, obviously you can subscribe to my newsletter, but the easiest way is to click on the link in the show note, which is bit.ly slash rbgj, like right brain geek, like g like google, rb and gfb live. This is the link. You can have reminders sent to you through Facebook Messenger. How handy is this, right? I love technology. So don't expect to have lots of content through this Messenger. I will really share Facebook Live events and the free challenges I will run. Really handy, really simple. Click on the link, accept the messages in Messenger, and you may have a funny little first message. Mighty one, as always, it's been a pleasure. I hope to chat soon with you. You know I'm right brain geek on social everywhere.